sister. Hallelujah. Priest, peace and many blessings. If you have your Bible, you can look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. Tonight we're speaking on the creative word of God. The creative word of God. Originally, word of God creates and makes good, but just modified it to be the creative word of God. It reads, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. God saw that everything that he had made or everything that he had created, and so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. If you have your Bible again, you can open to First John chapter 4 and verse 17. First John chapter 4 and verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, as he is a creator of the universe, as he is a creator of systems, as he is a creator of things, as he is, he has placed you and I to replicate his capacity or his ability here on earth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. We pray that your word will come alive to us and that, Lord, our lives will manifest your glory, that as you are, we will show forth your glory wherever we go. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are talking about the creative word of God. I read the scripture from Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, to let us understand that so far as the initial creation assignment of God is concerned, in that verse, he makes it very clear that he was complete. He was satisfied with it. Hallelujah. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So the creation of God, which is from verse 1 up to 30, was the creation of God. It was good, or it is good. Now, there is a part of the creation of God which, where he empowered one of the, the created beings, that is mankind, to replicate or continue the work that he has started. We can see it in verse 26 to 28 in Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. Note, it says, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 20 says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Note the word replenish. To, 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 to renew or to make 
new, continue making, reproduce, and keep making afresh the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over everything that moveth upon the earth. Hallelujah. Tonight, I believe that God has called us to talk about His, uh, His Word and the ability of His Word when we use it well and we apply it well to continue the process of replenishment or recreation. There are things that even though God was happy, He also empowered us to continue or to sustain the creation of life. Hallelujah. For example, you and I as human beings in in basic body uh, development, we know that even though we have been created and made whole, when you get hurt, when your body gets wounded, when you eat well and you take your medication, the vitamins and all that we take, it helps our body to be recreated. Our skin can be recreated. Assuming you, your, a part of your skin was taken off because you, you scratched a nail or you, you scratched something, that part doesn't go for good. It's recreated through the taking of medication through the eating of food, and through exercises, through, uh, through rest, and other things, the body is renewed, is rejuvenated. So God has created in us an ability to recreate our bodies. The same way, the things he created in Genesis chapter 1, which we'll go into shortly, there are things there that he has empowered us as human beings, and as children of God, to uh, be in the process of recreation. Now, that creation or recreation is manifested in our relationship with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Your ability to um, apply the verse 26 to 28 and to apply the recreation principles depends on your understanding and your acknowledgement of the Word of God. That is why in the New Testament, in the book of Philemon, I think verse 6. Let's look at that. In Philemon verse 6. I'm yet to go into the substance, but let's look at this quickly. The book of Philemon. The epistle to Philemon. In verse 6. It says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Which means that there are certain things in us that if you want God's glory, if you want God's ability to be seen, the creative ability of God to be seen, it starts with acknowledging, knowing what you have in you. And one of the things we have in ourselves, beloved, is the ability to use the word of God to create things. Hallelujah. To create not, when I say things, I'm not talking about physical things like tables and chairs. And all of that alone. I'm talking about God's creation pattern. And you will understand it better when we get into Genesis chapter 1. So God has already created a system for us to be able to renew the creation that he has given to us. And one of the ways to get that system working is number one, what we are doing. Acknowledge what God has placed in you. If you do not acknowledge the ability of God in you you will not be able to reproduce what God 
has asked you to reproduce. Say amen. And our job on earth, according to Genesis 1, 26 to 28, it says that we should first and foremost take, let us make a make man in our own image, so that man will take dominion. Dominion means to control, to, to, to possess it and control it. Let it do things that you want them to do. So when somebody, when, when, when Ghana was not independent, the British government had dominion over us. We didn't do what we liked. The Queen of England or the King of England decided what to do. They decided that maybe we want to take bauxite from so and so or gold from so and so and we take it to this other place. The people of the Gold Coast did not have anything to do with how resources were used. So when you have dominion over something, over somebody, you dictate, you direct how that somebody or that thing moves or acts. So when God says, I've given man dominion over my creation, it means that the, the creation of God is under our domain or under our control. Now verse 27 goes established, clarifies that point further. So he created man in his own image. Male and female. So, whether you are a man or a woman, whoever you are, young or old, the, that same power is given. And he clarifies the power further in 28, when he tells them that, number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Number three, replenish. And then number four, subdue. And then he says, have dominion. So, all of these are part of the command or the, the mandate that is given to human beings to continue the work of God. And today, that same message has been translated to us in the church of God. Say amen. Before I came here this evening, I was thinking about how I myself, and maybe you yourself, watching and listening, and all of us, got here. And God took my mind to a story. A real story. In 19... 44, thereabout, in the middle of the war, an Irish-American person whose father was a Baptist pastor was called by God to work for him. This young man obeyed God. And in his obedience, he ended up from Texas in the city of Los Angeles. He saw poor people who were hungry, who were suffering in the cold. He saw people who were misfits, drug addicts. And he saw people who were in need, orphans, and people who were really in trouble. The poorest of the poor. And God placed on his heart the message that we read about in Genesis 25. When Jesus says that I was in prison, you did not visit me. I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was naked, you did not clothe me. And so on and so forth. And God moved him. And he began to do these things and use that as an occasion to present the gospel. And also to raise up people in homes to study the word of God. And established what we call the church in the home. And decided to take this assignment of establishing church in the home to other parts of the world. Like Korea and to Caribbean. In the Caribbean, 
he met a young man from Guyana who was passionate for the Lord. Followed him to Los Angeles to be trained. He was training in Jamaica and after to Los Angeles. He says to the, this Irish American gentleman, I want to go to Africa to be a missionary. To cut the long story short, he came to Ghana at the end of the day. And today, because of this message of fruitfulness and dominion, you and I are seated here. Because somebody had a certain word of God. A word which is over almost 80 years old. 1944. 76 years ago. Because of the acknowledgement of that word, you and I are here in this church, which we now call Covenant Family Church. Because Reverend Macaulay came here because Fred Jordan met him. And because Fred Jordan heard the word of the Lord Jesus. And that is what has transpired or been transferred. That word that Fred Jordan heard, which is this same word, be fruitful, multiply, is a word of creativity. Subduing the earth, taking it afar. It is that word which in obedience today has found you and I to be seated here. Maybe you didn't get born again here, but at least you're fellowshipping here now. If there was no structure, or there was no pastor, there was no CFCC, you would not be listening, you would not be watching, you would not be here. So somebody's obedience to the good word of God and to the creative word of God is what has produced this. Now that creation is not a creation of human beings. It's a, it's a different kind of creation. It's a different kind of creativity. It's a creation of a whole lifestyle. It's a creation of a whole family system. It's a creation of a whole system of, of relating to, to, to humanity and to God. Somebody got that revelation and today you are also getting that revelation. I don't know if you are getting me. But I'm telling you that your obedience and your understanding and acknowledgement of that same word of faith that Paul writes about in Romans chapter 10 for verse 7 to 8 to 9 say the word of faith which we preach that same word which creates souls that are born again that same word of God which is able to create godly families which we believe in that same word of God which is able to create godly institutions. God did not set about creating things. God created systems. The things are part of the systems. And I'm challenging us tonight, I'm just laying a foundation, that when we talk about creation, the issue is not about things. Neither is creation about people. The subject of creation is more than things. So when you read Genesis chapter 1, and the Bible said, and uh, uh, at the beginning, God, 
created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the surface of the earth. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That creative word that God spoke is the foundation for all creativity. The combination of the word and the spirit is the foundation of creativity. The spirit of the world, of the Lord, moving and then God speaking. Two things. Now, what are we talking about? We are talking about the creative word of God. We are not going to, we are not repeating what God did. We could go through the six days of creation. First day he did it. Second, that's not what we're talking about. We are emulating, I started by saying from 1 John 4, 17, that the Bible said that as he is, so are we. So we are emulating, we are looking at the model of God in creation. What did God create? How did God create the things he created by the word? Amen. What did God create? The scripture says he created the heavens and the earth. But that heavens and the earth we are talking about, is it just the light we see, the water we drink, the, the, the sun and the moon, the, the solar system and all of these things? Is it just that? What did God create? Let's look again at the same Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We are told that God created the heavens and the earth. He created, it looked like things, but it wasn't things. The things were connected. Everything that came came because something had been laid, a foundation had been laid. First, he separated the top from the down. Then he separated light for people to see, or for, 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 for sight. Anything you want to see, there has to be light. People who are blind, the problem with blindness is because there's no light. When you are getting blind, your ability to receive light reduces. That's what leads to blindness. So, God had to create light. And after creating light, he began to do the other things. Talk about the solar system. Created the day and the night. Then he created the seasons. Then he created the vegetation. Now, when you look at all of these from Genesis 1 up to 25, what do you see? You see systems. Everything there is a system which is interdependent, which is dependent one on the other. The, the vegetation which came depended on the water that was there before. The animals and the, the, the others, the, fly, the birds and the four-footed animals that were created, they depended on the vegetation. If the vegetation was not there, the four-footed the, the animals could not have had anything to eat. And it's, it's a cycle that God created. I'm pointing at something. You see, we, we can think in what we call a linear system. Thinking just one way as children of God. 
But we can also think broadly. And I want to challenge us that when you say you have a vision or something we want to do for God, let's think holistically. The picture of creation is bigger than item by item. The issue is not about, oh, he, had, he made grass. We can say so to the Sunday school. We can say so to our children who understand. But now where we are as adults and we are learning the word of God, we have to see God creating a system which is intertwined. In other words, if we are talking about the gospel preaching, it affects community. Everybody. It's not just, oh, one, two, three. No. What the whole person, spirit, soul, and body. We are talking about creation. Creation. Creation is totality. Look at Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 25. Everything there depends on something. Somebody. It, and that is why also, on the lower scale as human beings, that's why we must not, don't sit and discriminate against anybody. It's petty. It's anti-creation or it's anti-God to look down on anybody or anything that God has made. Hallelujah. Whether they, 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 they have the same fitting, human fittings or what you call limbs as you have or you don't have. Because your life actually depends on that person. You don't even know that. The person may not have the full leg or the full hand or whatever, but I'm telling you that somewhere, somehow, if you understand the creation story very well, that you are dependent on him, she is dependent on you. It's not only about you. It's not only about your tribesmen or your party people or the people that you can connect to. If you see God in his creation, that God did so many things linked up. The plants, the air, the sea, the water, the separation, all of it coming together is an interdependent relationship. So when we say that, and God spoke by the Spirit, two things, the Word and the Spirit always going together. Now, this picture is better explained when you look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. We're talking about Jesus Christ. Who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person and upholding all things. Now look at the expression, all things. Now, are these other creations all things or not all things? Are these other tribes who we think that, or these other persons who don't belong to your party or your group, are they also all or not? Can I hear you? He says, all things. All things are held by the word. Which means that every situation in this life, if you have the word of his power, it can be under control. Any situation, all things means all things. Marriage, it can be, using the word of God, you can control. Business, you can control. Education, you can control. So these are all, the, all things. All things means all things. If you want to control the, 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 the plants, by the word of his power. If you want to control the economy, by the word of his power. If you want to control our relationships, by the word of his power. And you see, the, so the creation issue, is not just about, oh, God made a table. 
He made a chair. No. The system of interrelationship between one group of people, poor and rich, short and tall, northerner and southerner, British and Ghanaian, white and black, that solution, the problem, the, the way to resolve it is seen in the way we understand creation. The word of his power. The same word that God used to create the world is that same word he has put in you. Is that same word he has put in me. The ability to use the word of God to resolve the issues of humankind is given to you. And that word is manifest, he says, in Jesus Christ. Which means that when we say Christ is the solution to all issues, it's real. It's true that Jesus, upon by the word of God, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of, of the majesty on high. Now Jesus, when it, what it simply means is that when things are connected through Jesus, whether it's a political issue, an educational issue, a family issue, an academic issue, if there is an understanding of the way Jesus will address the matter, you have the creative ability to settle that matter. The reason why a lot of issues remain unresolved, even sometimes in church, is that the method and the formula of Jesus, the word that Jesus will use to resolve, is often missing. Tonight, as we seek the creative word of God, I challenge us all, everyone, every listener, wherever you are, say, Lord, I need your word in season, your creative word, to address this situation. There is a situation in your family. There is a situation in your life. There is a situation in your marriage. There is a situation in your business. Which only the creative word of God, the timely creative word of God, can resolve. And it has to be the one that is processed through the Spirit and Christ, who is the word. Come to that level, child of God, where God can depend on you to continue his creation. His creation of harmony. Because the creation God created was good. There was no disharmony. There was no discrimination. There was understanding. There was progress. He says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. So in Christ, there must be progress. It cannot be that somebody is in Christ and he is retrogressing. Or she is retrogressing. It means that the word, the creative word is not active. It's not normal. So you, we must discover, we must re- receive the revelation of Christ, the creative word, and let that word work. So what is Christ saying about this matter? What is his word in my season? What is, what, because if that word is alive, the Bible says he upholds all things. All things involve marriage. All things involve sickness. All things involve relationships. All things involve business. All things involves government. All things involves even tribal or even cultural situations. The word of God must speak. Somebody, you know, many years ago, there was a missionary in India, an American missionary, who went to India, a Baptist missionary. He was called um, William something. I've forgotten his name. William something something. And they used to burn widows. They used to burn family people for 
anything. If your husband died, they will just say you are a witch. And they will, they will burn you. You will be standing there and they will put you by the sticks. And they will burn you. But the word of creativity changed that system. That word, when Christ entered him from America and he went to India, he fought. They was, in fact, at one point, I think he even lost one of, or two of his children to, to sickness and to a tiger attack and all of that. But finally, he won. They changed the system of treating widows in India. Because the word of creativity changed the culture. The creation we are talking about is not a creation, as I said, of petty little, little things. Institutional change. Structure change. God's creation is about universe. Change system. We have solar system. It's a system. There's a time for morning. There's a time for evening. There's a time to, for rain. There's a time for dryness. There's a time the plants are, 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 are sown and there's a time for the plants to grow. That's a cycle. That's a system of interdependence. So, it, but when we, 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 and we are the living beings to continue that creation story. We are to carry the creative word to continue God's work. How are we carrying that creative word? What is our impact? What is my impact? What's your impact when you enter a situation? That creative word, the Bible said, and darkness was upon the surface of the earth, the deep. And God said, let there be light. Where have you been that there is so much darkness? Lack of understanding that your presence alone or the word of creativity in you by a comment about the word of God. Maybe you, you don't, it's not always that even you may need to preach the four spiritual laws or anything, but the presence of a man or a woman of great light making a transformational change. That's what I'm talking about, creativity. The word of God, which creates the world is in you. And the family must change something. I, 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 I don't think I've seen enough for myself. But the little I have seen, I remember when I was growing up in my family, polygamy was rife. Everybody wanted to marry two or three or four. It was normal. Until I became born again, and when I married the biblical way, even though it was a lot of opposition, because the culture we understood is that before you marry a woman, you must make sure she's pregnant. It's normal. But being a man carrying the word of creation, of creativity in Christ, the creative word of God, which says to you that if a man is born again, he's a new creation, the old is past. Behold, all things have become new. And if therefore, if you be the light, walk in the light. So I can't, I couldn't follow the counsel of the ungodly. It wasn't as though there was no ungodly counsel. There was a lot of it. Saying, ah, just make sure that test the woman, she's pregnant, she's pregnant, three months, then you can do what you have to do. But the creative word in me said, no. That's not. And after that, 
many of my kinsmen, not church fellows, CTSC kinsmen, but my kinsmen in my family, they started realizing it was, it was not right. Some of them came to confess to me. It's not right. Even the older people. So you, you know the God. Now you know God. We, we are going to church, but we didn't know the Lord. So now, we want to follow your Pentecostal God. And through that, today, the younger generation, nobody is having two, three women. It's a system change. Knowing that God gave each man a wife and not wives. So, every one of us, there may be something in your background or your backyard where the word of creation, the creation, the, the, the God's word in you must change the system. The system. The system. The way they treat women. The way they treat men. The way they treat their husbands. The way they treat other fellow human beings. The creative word brought, he said, and it was good. Verse 31. Good is the, is the name, is the description. Is the, the way God's creation should look. So when you, as the one, one carrying the word of creation, today, you enter an atmosphere, are things good? You know. When you look at your background, you look at the people around you, can you confidently say things are good? Not only financially, but even morally, or by any means or any measure of goodness. By value system. The way they think. The way they do things. Are they doing that? Because the standard is there by God in the creation story. God affected, created systems. He created the vegetation system. He created the solar system. And today, we are talking about the word of creation. Hallelujah. The creative word of God. Which today, he says, as he is, so are we. He has placed that word in me and in you. So that when you speak that word, that word must lead to something. And when I say speak that word, I'm not talking about just vocalizing that word, but you and I acknowledging that word as Paul, as Philemon says, and then also you and I doing that word as we have been told this year, and then you and I now speaking that word, that's also part of it. And you and I, like Ezra did in chapter 7, verse 10, you and I teaching that word and enforcing that word, as you are doing it, you are actually recreating the generations. As people learn from you, as they hear from you, as they observe from you, as they observe from me, they, we are changing. We are changing. We are influencing. We are recreating. We are recreating a number of things. We are recreating lives. Number one, when you have the creative word in you, people are saved. When you speak the creative word, we know about it in Romans 10, 9 and 10. People get saved. When your creative word is active, the new life is manifest. Second Corinthians 5.17, it talks about the new creation. You see, and the scripture says that faith comes by, just shall live by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. As we keep hearing and hearing and hearing, as people's minds are renewed, their value systems change. It's not a one-off thing. As we stand by what we believe to be true, 
We stand by what we believe. It's our conviction of the truth. We are able. God, the creation takes place. We may not, our style of creation may not be as instant as God in the book of Genesis. Where he says, let there be light, then there is light. Our creation is in different forms. Even God, when he made man, it was not a one-off thing. When God created man, the Bible said, and God made man out of the dust. Not all the creations of God were just by word spoken. When he made a woman, he said, and the, the, the man had to fall into a deep sleep. There are some aspects of transformation or change in our society, in our community, that certain portions are to die so that that opportunity for new life comes. So yes, we are made beings in Christ who have the ability to recreate. But we must understand and we must know the movements and the timings of God and how God went about the original creation. So, if, you are, if I, there are certain systems or cultural systems, for example, if I want to uh, turn over and uh, ask people to stop uh, Tokoshi, I need to wait upon the Lord because it's a very intricate, complicated system. I don't just go and say, stop it, because I'm born of God, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. No, because it's an intricate system of cultural belief system. And it has implications for economy. It has implications for authority and for power. It has implications for people feeling left out. And some of the systems that God has sent us to address, for example, if you want to change the, the value system of the education system, it's not, I just can't sit in this pulpit and scream it out. No. I need to know the Ghana Education Service Policy, number one. Apart from the word of God in me, I must understand which part of the education system can I influence. And how do I influence it? What's the best way to influence Do I also set up a school? Or do I influence the teachers? Where do we place our niche? Where, how can we influence? Because we, we can't lament and fast and pray and always and say, Lord, change the education. Change the teachers. Change. That's one aspect. But getting creativity or creation of uh, implementing the creative word in our educational system may not come just by shouting or even going to parliament. It may not come. Sometimes we need to now pull up our sleeves and get down, dig deeper, and dig deeper into the spirit for God's direction. Like the way I started with the story of Fred Jordan Mission. Poverty in America, they can, he may not be a politician, but in Los Angeles, with over 200,000 homeless, if they are feeding um, thousand people a day, they are also addressing the need. The creative word is working there. If on, on, on Thanksgiving Day, 6,000 people are being fed and being helped and children are going to school and they are getting school bags and all of that, they are also meeting the need. It's part of the process. But, you see, everybody has been given a certain grace to be involved in this creative word business. And the problem, the tragedy will be to realize on that day that you could have done more and didn't do it. Two days ago, or three days ago, I passed by the police headquarters and I saw one of these um, foreign children begging for money. And normally, these, you know, we are all cautious. 
you want to help, you are not sure whether you want to encourage that street begging and all of that. So sometimes you are double-minded. But this one, when I passed by the young little child, I noticed that the Holy Spirit gave me a witness in my spirit, in myself. So I wanted to give him money. Then the traffic green came. So I had to go. But do you know when I crossed to the police officer to the back there, the Holy Spirit arrested me. I parked the car and had to go and help that young child and give him something that the Lord freely asked me to give. And I'm asking myself, what more could I have done? If I went later on and the guy wasn't there, what would I have done? What would I have done? So there is a season where the creative word in you and in me must be activated. And when I don't seize it that moment, and when you don't seize that moment, you might live to regret. I have to make this confession. One of the souls that we've been ministering to lately, I had his name, I had his phone number. And I decided I'll call him to go, I mean, Christmas, trying to get him to, you know, follow up and all of that. And the Holy Spirit was convicting me earlier. And I said, oh, I'll do it the next day. I'll do it the next day. One day I called. And I kept calling. No response. Then I went to the place that he showed me, the house. As I'm speaking here, I've been found a young man. And the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me on that. Because I kind of, I feel I missed the timing of the Spirit. So even if the creative word is renewed, there's a season. That's why the seven days, the six days, there is a time for everyone to come out. The word is in you. It has to be spoken at a particular time, a particular place, to a particular person. The creative word. That word, that brings salvation. That brings the work of faith. That word, that brings healing. The scripture says, he sent his word. Psalm 107 verse 20. And his word healed them and delivered them from their transgressions. There is a word in you. It's part of creation. That word is in you. God has finished the round one of the creation, if I may say so. Now, the round two, the maintenance of the creation is in your hands and is in my hands. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them from their transgressions. So there are times that people are not well. People are depressed. People are in distress. And God is depending on you to speak the word of healing. That's the creative word. But you say, oh, if pastor so-so and so were here. If deacon so-so and so were here. If my husband were here. The word, Paul says in Romans, as we read earlier, the word is in your mouth. Speak the word. If pastor Dennis or anybody will speak and for that healing to take place, you too, the word of God in you. Remember the thing is, the word and the spirit. Question. Do you have the spirit? You say yes. Do you have the word? Yes. Then there's creation. Amen. Whether it's healing, creation. Salvation, creation. Deliverance, creation. Whatever form of creation, encounter. Jesus himself said, to the disciples in Mark eleven twenty three. See when you whatsoever you desire, when you desire it, 
and, and believes in what he saith. Mark 11. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this man, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he has. Now, remember, he's not talking about prayer. He's not talking about prayer here. He's talking about the desire of the heart. He hasn't talked about prayer. He didn't say, when you go to the fire, you are praying. Say, no. When you desire, you believe, and you don't doubt in your heart, word and spirit agreeing creation. Whatsoever you desire, as long as it's in line with the word, whatsoever you desire, and shall not doubt in your heart, believe those things which he says. This one, 24 is about prayer. 23 is about what you say. That's why the Proverbs in 18, 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It means your tongue can create, your tongue can kill. It can destroy. The same way God said to himself in Genesis 6, Say, I am tired of man. I'll destroy all of them and renew the creation. The same way our tongues can consciously, unconsciously undo what God has given us grace to do. Say amen. That is why we all need to be careful about what we use our tongues for. The things we say to each other. The things we say to our children. The things we say to our spouses. The things we say to our leaders and to other subordinates. Because we have the capacity to destroy or to make them. The creative word active in us can be dangerous. It can be empowering much as it can be destructive. Parents, we have a duty, we have an obligation to empower our children, to give hope to their children. Adults in the church, we have a duty to inspire to motivate, to, to stir up the faith of others. If you have gone ahead in life, don't bring down others who are trying to come. Because the power to make it greater than you have is in your tongue. They may not have your style. They may not have our, our looks. They may not have our background. But raise hope. Let's raise hope. Let's raise hope. Because not all people go through the same tunnel as we might have been privileged. Maybe you, you got, we got through a rough tunnel, but God, by His mercies, took us out. And today we can stand. But somebody may start wobbling. But the power for you to give him or her stability is in our tongue. May God give us the grace when we're in a, a place of privilege to empower, to empower. So what he said, what we say as we perceive in our hearts the creative word, it will create. Sometimes people can be destroyed. Husbands can be destroyed. Wives can be destroyed by a word of another. Even close ones. And that's why we need to be careful. The creative word can determine legacy. Or heritage. 
Look at Acts 20, verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance, a japadier. Your mother may not remember you. Your father may not remember you. I was speaking to a friend the other time, and the friend said, Me, when I, before I die, I will share all my things. That's somebody's decision. Whatever it is, your mother may share her things. Your father may share her things. But your surest inheritance is in this. That word in you, that word in you is able to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Are you sanctified? If you are sanctified and you have the word, you don't have to be worried. Don't fight your mother for a Japadier. Don't fight your brothers or your sisters. Don't fight your, your uncle or your auntie. Don't, don't, don't fret. Don't say, oh, they left me out. So I'm quarreling with the whole family. They said it, and that, that big house is for that one and that one, and they didn't give me that one. That car, they took that from me. For, for me, I've cut myself from that family. No. It means you don't know your inheritance. Your inheritance is in the word, and the word is in your heart, it's in your mouth. The word of faith, the creative word. The creative word. Who says, ah, one will put to flight a thousand. Two will put to flight ten thousand. They may come from, seven, from, from all angles, but they will flee seven ways. And if the enemy rises up against me like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift a standard against the enemy. That is the creative word. It will change your destiny. It will give you an inheritance. Your inheritance is in the word in you. That is why sometimes when people feel you are forcing them to study the word and to memorize, it hurts me. Because they don't know that the value of the estate you have is in the word in you. You see, your father can write a will, a testament, and write your name. He can leave money in different parts of the world. But you see, your ability to access the funds in those parts of the world depends on your ability to decode the Da Vinci Code. There is a word that they will ask you when you get to the bank. And the monies are there in your name. But they are going to ask you a question. When you want peace in your family background, if you want peace in your business, if you want peace in any place and access the, the wealth of peace and understanding, you need the code. The creative word that they are going to ask you that is why you remember when, when, when they ask you this, you, call, you give. So maybe there's one account in America. You tell them that one. But the ones in England, the ones in Geneva, the ones in, in, in Russia, the ones in China, they are lying idle. And you are crying in Africa. Because you don't know the wealth that you are entitled to. But if only you knew, if you only knew, see, the more death of riches of the inheritance, the word in you, the more access. You have to creativity. So you can decode, you can uh, uh, unravel the mystery of the wealth which is in your name. Jesus said something which is true. He said, you err because you know not the scripture. 
We are deprived because we don't know the things that belong to us. If only you knew the blessing, the inheritance in all the saints. The victories. Look at the book of Ephesians 6. The victories are in the word. The creative word. Last but not the least. The creative word changes mindsets. You are transformed. People are transformed by the renewal of the... It's not by argument. It's not by argument. Sometimes we can put, we can, we can put sanctions, talk, argue, fight, insult. But when they have renewal of mind, Romans 12, 2, they are transformed by the renewing of the armor. That's why we must pay attention. I bleed when I meet Christians five years, six years, ten years, and you are struggling for them to appreciate the need to memorize and to study the word. And it's a problem. They think you are worrying them. They don't know that their inheritance to renew. See, when your mind is renewed, then you, are, you understand the kingdom language. You speak the kingdom language. You think like a kingdom person. You have the kingdom focus. And you can't miss your inheritance. Beloved, as I conclude, we have power. We have the power to create. It's been given to us freely. But this power can be deactivated or activated. It's there. But it's like a switch. What activates the power of creation, the word of God, the Bible says, is the word and the spirit mixed with faith. When you speak the word, in every, and you see, we have heard tonight that every situation, there is no situation in this life that the creative word does not penetrate. When God created the whole world, all the systems of the world, they were subject and God analyzed them the solar system, the vegetation system, the relation between human beings and animals, all were put together and God said it was good. He gave it full marks. You and I are not going to make it fair. We are not going to make it satisfactory. We are going to make it good or better. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father and whoever believes in me, even greater works shall he do. Tonight, as you take a moment to reflect on these words, don't say, Lord, Reveal your word to me that I may in every situation of life speak only your creative word. Your word which creates things to do good. The creative word of God. I will not miss it. I will not miss the timing. Don't wait. That say The word which will bring salvation. The word which brings deliverance. The word which releases the, the, the riches of God. Gives the inheritance of God. I would not deprive myself. I would not deprive others. I would not deprive my children. Because I would not miss the timing of God's word. Oh Lord, help me. Activate my spirit to receive your word in season. The rhema that it may create things. And not only things, but systems. The systems that you don't like around you. The culture that you don't like around you will not change by complaining and grumbling. It will only change when you take the light of the word, the creative word, to that situation. And things will change. Things will change. 
Acknowledge what God has put in you. And defend the truth wherever you go. Be a keeper. Be a defender of that word. The word creates things that are good. May God help me. And may God help you. No matter how the odds are against you, may the Holy Spirit revive the creative word in you and in me. And may you and I never be too late in activating the creative word. May we never live to regret that we didn't use the creative word when it mattered most. To heal your children, creative word. To heal your marriage, creative word. To bring deliverance, creative word. To save a soul, creative word. To bring deliverance, the creative word. To bring sanity, the creative word. May God remember you and remind you to be active in your everyday life that the creative word will be dominant. Lord, help us. Help this church. Help my brethren to walk in the creative word. In Jesus' name, amen.